This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our latest podcast. On this program, we're going to take a look at the recent promotions the Rays announced on Friday in baseball operations and also focus on the biggest addition, I think, in quite a while, and that is John Daniels, the former Rangers head of baseball operations for 17 years, spent 21 with Texas overall, is now senior advisor of baseball operations for the Rays, and we'll chat with him in a little bit. Uh, in addition, we're also going to chat with Peter Bendix, the Rays' general manager, will join us to discuss not only John Daniels coming aboard, but also a series of promotions that we detailed on our blog, raceradio.moblogs.com. But first, we start on this podcast with John Daniels. John, welcome to the Rays. Yeah, Neil, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, and thanks for the welcome. I'm excited about it. Tell me what excites you the most about coming to the Rays, and how did this conversation for you start? Yeah, um, what excites me most, uh, really, just the, I mean, the people, uh, the culture. Um, the, uh, so I, I've had, I've developed over you know, a number of years a really good relationship with Eric, um, and uh, probably you know, as, as close with him as I am with anybody that I haven't worked with prior uh, in, the, in the game, just a lot, just a lot of respect for him as a as a, a person. And obviously, what you know, what they've accomplished and, and are in the middle of um, on the field competitively. I mean, it's it's needless to say, it's very impressive. Um, and so, you know, I had uh, before I got let go in, in August, I'd always kind of thought that you know, I would like. It, it was I was at a time where probably I felt like it was. I was getting close to wanting to take a step back and, you know, I thought that I would, um, I would enjoy kind of being a little more in an advisory role, uh, and you know, just more time with my family, which is really important to me. The age my kids are at, my wife and I are really close and wanted to have a little more time there. I, I thought, you know, a decent chance that maybe it would be with, with Texas ultimately that, that wasn't meant to be. And so, uh, soon afterwards in August, you know, um, Eric was one of the first people that reached out to me. Um, and, uh, you know, we just started a dialogue, um, and, um, and it kind of built from there, but I had a chance to visit, uh, St. Pete and visit the trop and, and at the end of September and met with a lot of people there and really just blown away by the quality of people, the consistency of the, the messaging and the organization, however, it was really on the same page, um, you know, from, from ownership through you know everybody uh, there and just it really seems like an organization that cares about people has a real conscience um you know how they go about things uh and um anyhow it, it all added up i was really excited and and uh, um eric and pete and the whole group kind of were able to structure something that worked for them worked for me and i'm excited to you know play a small role and, and see if i can help a little bit to go back to your relationship with eric why 
are the two of you so close? What has, you know, created that bond, that friendship uh, that has made him, let's say, the executive in the game that you felt most comfortable with? It's a great question. Um, probably, you know, I think there's some similarities in terms of just, um, you know, shared values and kind of uh, how we like to work. Um, uh, you know, family, kids. Um, you know, I probably need to think about that a little bit more as far as why, but I was always just drawn to him. He was very open, um, even before we had like a really, you know, a comfortable working relationship. Like he was very open uh, about, um, you know, things both professionally and personally, similar to myself, I think. Like he, he tends to err on the side of, of wanting to um, be open and trust people early on. And, and I, I personally thrive in, in uh, situations like that where, you know, it's not, people aren't worried about, it's not about paranoia or anything like that. There's a, an openness and a, and, a, and a trust and a, um, you know, belief in people. And it, it just really comes through. I mean, everybody in the game speaks about him in, in a similar tone. Um, you know, I, I haven't, I'm sure there's somebody out there that, that uh, <laughs> doesn't feel the same, but I haven't come across him yet. And so just the consistency of that, you know, when he's the same, um, my sense is he's the same when, um, you know, the spotlight's on him as he is kind of in the, behind the scenes. And that's, you know, that's the mark of somebody that I personally want to be around. When you had mentioned an interest in maybe taking a step back, when things ended with the Rangers in August, did you see yourself getting right back into the game like this, though, in some capacity? Or was there even some thought to taking a break with the family? Yeah, um, both. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I thought, you know, one of the, the ways that I've, was, was voicing it to others at the time was, you know, I didn't want to say yes or say no to anything at the time. I just really wanted to stay open-minded. Um, clear priority was going to be, you know, my, my family, my, my wife, my kids, and, you know, and, and having some time with them that, you know, they, these jobs are amazing, right? They, they provide us a great lifestyle. They're dream jobs. They're, you know, you get to help run a, a major league baseball team and impact a lot of people in, in a positive way and I mean they're they're tremendous jobs there is a, a trade-off and that trade-off is, is your time and um, you know that, that commitment and so I knew I didn't want to go in um, you know 100% back in but I wasn't sure um, you know uh, whether I, I needed you know, a full amount of you know a year like that you have some balance there I'd have uh, an avenue to contribute with an organization and in a, you know, in a capacity that also allows me to, to be home and um, you know, maybe take take the trips with my family that I wasn't able to take before. And you know, I, listen, I've been in the carpool line in the afternoon picking kids up and um, you know going out to lunch with my wife and you know running errands and doing things that you know for first 15 years of my kids lives my robin was doing by herself and so i i really want to you know make sure i contributed home um once once it became clear with tampa that you know there was a path to kind of have a little bit of that balance and contribute while you know making sure that my, my number one priority remains where it is right now I, that was very appealing to me so will you end up staying in in dallas fort worth and then just coming in on a on occasion to Tampa St. Pete, what's kind of your your plan? How will the whole partnership work? Yeah, we're gonna stay here. Um, you know, my my kids, two of them are in high school, um, and uh, and one is in uh, 
in middle school. And so we're going to stay here uh, for the foreseeable future. This, this is kind of our home base. Um, and, um, you know, discussions with, with Eric and, and Pete and the group, I'll, I'll make a few trips during the year. I'll probably go out to spring training for you know a week or ten days. Um, I'll go to the winter meetings and then you know I'll, I'll maybe visit the team when they're here in Texas, whether that's in Arlington or in Houston, and potentially a couple other trips uh, into either affiliates or into Tampa during the year. But uh, I'm fortunate they they structure it where I can stay home and, and do a lot of my work uh, on a remote basis. So what types of things will you be doing? Um, and what are obviously having run a baseball operations department for 17 years is a lot you can bring. What are the greatest strengths you think that you bring to the race? So the, the way that we're, uh, we're setting up now is that, you know, I, I'm listening. They've got tremendous operation going. I mean, to, gonna, uh, that's probably an undersell. I mean, they've obviously um, you know, been extremely competitive and successful in arguably the toughest division in the game um, and, you know, in a, in a smaller market and all that comes with that. So that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this to be an additive uh, in a small way. Um, certainly not, you know, I'm not, I'm not the decision maker, uh, nor, to, nor am I looking to be, but I think from, you know, just some of the things that I've experienced here the last you know, 10, 15, 20 years with, with the Rangers, um, you know, primarily going to be a kind of a sounding board for uh, Eric and Pete and the rest of their, their executive team. Um, if they're, I, I don't, the word mentors, it sounds kind of like presumptuous. I, I don't mean it in that way, but if there are opportunities where, you know, I can um, just given my experiences, I can, um, you know, share with, with some of the folks there to help in their, their career development, uh, maybe, you know, help them avoid some of the, the potholes that I experienced over the years. Um, you know, that, that's something I'm, I'm very interested in. I, you know, this is, I've had a lot of people in the game that have helped me uh, advance and, and helped me, uh, you know, through some, some both good and bad times. And, I'm really embracing. I'm really excited about. Can I play that role for somebody else now? And I was able to do it, obviously, with the Rangers, uh, with some of our our staff there, and some who are still in Texas. Some who have moved on to other things. Um, but if I can play that role, um, you know, and allow Eric and Pete to, you know, to to you know, really focus on the things that they're so good at, and, and focus their time and their energy uh, on continuing to make the Rays, you know so successful on the field you know, that that's a success if i can take a little bit of that off their plate and, and maybe help in a very small way just um advance the careers of some of the other people there like that that to me is a would be a um you know success and how i'd evaluate the role what do you hope to learn because obviously you as mentioned have a lot of admiration for what the rays have done i hope to learn a lot um yeah, it's funny. I, I just recently, uh, in the last day or two, started to get exposed to some of their discussions, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm kind of sitting in the background, and I'm gonna listen. I might ask some questions, but you know, my my goal is to really just learn at this point, and um, and uh, but it's it, it's probably we're, it's the same conversation, same topics that are happening in you know 30 clubs, but it's 
such a you know, different vocabulary, lingo, uh, acronyms, catchphrases, uh, different, obviously inside jokes. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just starting to kind of pick those up and, and try to figure it out a little bit, but I'm just, you know, their process for how they go about things, what they value, um, obviously from a, from a player standpoint. And then, you know, one of the things I, I, I find remarkable about the Rays is that, you know, they, they have, in some ways, they're, they're, you know, you look around the game, they're people guiding, you know, whether it's the, the, the Dodgers and the Astros and, um, you know, so many other organizations, Boston, that, that have come through there, uh, you know, Rocco and Minnesota, um, and yet they continue to develop, you know, tremendous people. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated with that. I mean, they such a commitment to developing their own, promoting their own, hiring from within, and uh, really, you know, fascinated just to learn about the, you know that process and how they've how they've been so successful despite you know graduating you know, some really talented people out to other organizations and, and they've continued to to move it forward. So um, you know, excited to learn a, a lot about their you know, some of their on-field type processes and. Um, you know, how they make those decisions as well as, you know, behind the scenes, which is, you know, from an outsider's perspective, really what it, to me, makes, makes them so successful. You obviously competed against them at, at many points, uh, when the Rangers were successful, when the Rays were successful, what did you appreciate about the product on the field the most? Yeah. I, I mean, um, I think we played each other in the playoffs three times, um, um, you know, I mean, the first thing that stands out is just, you know, the, the kind of pitching pipeline and uh, they've, they've always been, you know, seemingly ahead of the curve there. Um, so, I mean, that that always, always stood out. You knew that it was going to be a challenge. You knew that, that um, you know, they were going to be good. I think the other thing that stood out to me was how um, they seemingly got production from um, from their young players quicker in the, in the development curve than a lot of other organizations did, meaning, you know, that there is a, um, uh, you know, it's always guys come up, they have a transition period, they're trying to figure things out. And it seemed like the Rays, that transition period was, was quicker than others in in a lot of regards. And, um, I was fast. I, the, the, it struck me that you know whether there's consistency in messaging for the minor leagues up, or it's um, you know maybe some of the development tools they have, or just maybe their the player selection, their their coaches that you know th- they were getting young players to produce at a high level fairly quickly in their careers. Um, that that always stood out as well. You had mentioned, you know, you're obviously going to help where you can with the Rays and learn a lot. Do you still, is, and, and I can understand with, uh, you know, teenage kids, because I've got two of my own, do you have aspirations to, again, run a baseball operations department? Or or is this kind of what you would like to do going forward? Yeah, I, it was um, a, a topic that um, you know, we discussed quite a bit when I when I visited with, with the Rays and you know, with their VP group and, and others. And I mean, it's not, I don't want to, you know, things change and, and, and I recognize that and I don't want to, you know, draw any lines in the sand or anything like that, but it's the farthest thing from my mind. I mean, my, my youngest Charlotte is, is 11. I should say it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Charlotte. And, um, 
you know, I want to, I want to be there. I want to be part of her, her life. And, um, you know, the idea of, of, first of all, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't had those opportunities, so it's not like I'm, I'm turning them down or anything, but if they were to come up again, that's just not where my head is. That's not where my priorities are right now. And, um, you know, I, I suppose that could change, but, uh, I, it's really, I'd be surprised if it did. I mean, I just really have enjoyed the last couple months of, of being part of my family's life. And I can't imagine giving that up anytime soon. And, you know, I'm really committed to, to Tampa, committed to, to Eric and the group there that, you know, this is not a, you know, a stepping stone by any stretch. This is something you know, I want to, I want to learn as much as I can. I want to help their group uh, individually and, and, and as a group grow if I can and um, just be part of a team. I really enjoy that. I enjoy you know, being part of, of, a, of a group and like-minded people. And uh, that's what I'm excited about. John, you obviously were part of a, a couple of teams that got to the World Series. The Rays have been to the World Series a couple of times. How much, as much as you obviously uh, love working in the game, competing in the game, is the hope of helping the Rays get to that finish line then? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously we'd love to love to be part of that in any capacity. And, 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 um, and that's the ultimate goal, right? That's why we're all in this. You want to compete and you want to win and and you know been there a couple of times got a we've got a couple second place trophies and you know i think we all we all want that uh that ultimate the you know the big ring um so yeah that, that's definitely a driver and um listen the the rays are, are well on the right on their way to being a you know they are a contender um you know so at least for the foreseeable future i'm i'm just kind of um, looking to play a, a very small role in, in in whatever they do but would absolutely love to 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 play a, a part in that if uh, uh, as we move forward and excited about it. And what are you proudest of, John, in your time in Texas, and the things that you think help you going forward the most? Yeah, um, probably two things stand out. I mean, I, I think number one is just you know uh, on on the on the personal side with with people. I mean, there are just a lot of like tremendous people that uh, you know, were able to advance their careers and, and better their, their situations, their families. And, you know, a lot of whom are really talented people are still with Texas. Uh, some have moved on, you know, got, you know, some, I think three, three GMs right now that, that came through uh, the Rangers and, you know, a couple big league managers and, and a number of other like really talented folks uh, at different points in, in their careers. So, you know, I'm really thrilled about that. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, and then the other piece is, is the, um, uh, you know, just the, uh, you know, you go back when, when got here with the Rangers and in 2002, and ultimately got this job in, in 05, like, or not this job, but my prior job in, in 05, at the end of 05, I think we were able to, to really excite the fan base. Um, I think, you know, it, it uh, the last couple of years have been, you know, been down years in terms of a kind of a slow rebuild that you know, we certainly wish we were able to accelerate that. But, you know, we, it, it was, it was a lot of fun that we energized the fan base to the point, you know, we got a, a new stadium built and, um, you know, we had went to the playoffs five or six times and world series a couple of times and, you know, 3 million fans a couple of times. And, um, you know, it, it, listen, it, you know, Josh Hamilton kind of got, <laughs> famously here locally for saying it was a football town, but, you know, 
the area loves a winner. And I think as we started to put an exciting product on the field with exciting players and a, and a, and a group of guys that the, the fans could really rally around it, it elevated the stature of, you know, baseball here, but just sports in general. And uh, it was an exceptionally fun time to, to be a part of and, and just proud of that energy and excitement that we, we, that we brought to the, uh, to the marketplace. And you've touched on the personal part of all this, John. Obviously, you have some ties in the Dallas area. I know you're extremely community oriented and you touched on, you know, how the Rays are similar minded. What's most important to you in that regard? Because I know you've done a lot back in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, I just walk in the uh, the halls there very briefly and at the trop and, and reading through the media guide. I mean, it's just so clear that the, you know, the Rays really like, you know, they walk the walk in terms of supporting the community and and tying in both big and small. Um, you know, I mean, I, listen, just the number of positions in the organization that's that's dedicated to, to people, to the community, to um, culture, uh, and that all kind of ties together. Um, and we were able to, to participate here um, and continue to be involved in a, in a few different things, some you know, that we have close ties to. Um, we work, do some work with the MS Society, uh, my mom has MS, so that, that's that's near and dear to our heart. Uh, my wife is uh, on the board of, of uh, an organization called the Giving Project, which does a lot of work. You know, this time of year at the holidays, uh, supporting you know, underprivileged families, um, involved with the uh, the Anti Defamation League, and and then a, a small charity that you know got uh, uh, the smaller or foundation that I'm on the board of called the the Do It for Durrett Foundation, which we had a beat writer in, in 2014 that passed away, Richard Durrett. Um, and he had uh, uh, his wife, Kelly, had two children and, and was pregnant at the time. And, and um, you know, it was just a s- sudden loss. And so, you know, the Rangers rallied and, and the community rallied and raised a bunch of money to help her. And, and then, uh, you know, after that, we realized, like, there are people that are going through this all the time, this, this kind of sudden loss that, you know, nobody really thinks about it. But, you know, otherwise healthy people or, you know, just rough things happen to good people. And so, you know, we're able to, to support them financially at tough times and, you know, maybe take care of some of the, the funeral costs or other costs to allow them to grieve naturally and, and um, you know, be with their families and, and just try to take a little of that pressure off them. So that's a kind of a, a smaller foundation here locally that, uh, you know, feel really good about and we've enjoyed being part of. Well, it sounds like you've uh, got your hands in a lot of really good buckets in terms of the community work you're doing. Um, we're excited to have you on board uh, and excited to have you as part of the race going forward, too. John, thanks very much for some time and enjoy your kid's birthday, too. All right. Yeah, thanks so much, man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, certainly great to chat with John Daniels and uh, super to have him on board with the Rays and joining me now, General Manager Peter Bendix. And Peter, first of all, if you could touch on John's uh, arrival with the Rays and how it came about and why it was important to bring him about. 
Sure. Um, his uh, his relationship with with Eric, has, I think, goes back a, a long time. And uh, the way Eric has always spoken of him and the respect and admiration that I think Eric has for him when uh, when John became a, a free agent, so to speak, that was something that, that we talked about pretty quickly. And I think he has a lot of the values that we as an organization have and attempt to practice. And he has experience and insight from 17 years in the top position and, and 21 years with the same club that we don't have. You know, I'm relatively new in my position. A lot of our leadership are pretty new in their positions. And there's no a substitute for experience. And so between the experience that he has, the the things that he's accomplished and the person that he is, it seems like a no-brainer. It is, though, pretty unique for the Rays. And, and I guess I'm, I'm thinking more in this, let's say, iteration of the Rays. Probably the last person I can remember this experience coming from outside might have been a Jerry Hunsaker. Is that fair? I think that is fair, yeah. And I think it's really unusual to find people like JD who are interested in a role like this. I mean, there's very few people who have the experience that he has to begin with and then to be in a position for where he wants to do this type of role. Um, I think there's just not many people that ever come on the market like that. So how do you think, Peter, before we get into some of the other promotions that also occurred, how can he be helpful on a personal level, do you think? Oh, there's so many ways. I'm I'm not even sure where to start. Uh, the fact that he's, I mean, I, I said it before, but 17 years in the top position, there's very few people who have that kind of experience. And he's seen things, experienced things, dealt with things that I can't even imagine, let alone the day-to-day -day and just the different perspective that he's going to provide. And so being a sounding board, offering insights from his experience, helping us kind of nip things in the bud or, or get ahead of things that Heath might think could be issues that, that we don't necessarily know because we haven't experienced that before. I think there's just a lot of different ways where he could be really helpful. Peter, beyond that, he could be helpful to a lot of other staff in the organization. And you promoted three individuals who are vice presidents and added the assistant general manager title in Carlos uh, Rodriguez and Will Cousins and Chanda Laudermilk. Why was it important to add those titles and how helpful can John be there? Yeah, it was important to add those titles because I think it's a, it's a better descriptor of of where they are and what they do. They really are assistant general managers. They help me. They help Eric. The five of us are really, you know, have broad oversight of the entire department. And so I think just that description, that kind of understanding of where they are in the organization and then the way that they help out with running kind of everything was was really helpful. And in terms of how JD can help them, I, I think it's going to be the same type of thing. Each of them are, are relatively inexperienced in their roles. They all have a lot of different experiences in baseball and outside of baseball. But in their roles, they're relatively inexperienced. In my role, I'm relatively inexperienced. And compared to JD and Eric's role, he's relatively inexperienced. And so that experience is really valuable. And two other individuals were elevated to vice president, Kevin Ibach and Brian Plexico. I would imagine in Kevin's case as a vice president, it continues to have him involved in even more so in the personnel process. That's right. Yeah. And I think for both Kevin and Brian or Plex, as we call him, um, they've they've kind of been in their areas for a long time and they've really 
grown to master their areas. And I think this promotion is meant to represent that kind of domain mastery, for the lack of a better term, and allow them to take kind of a broader look in their areas, maybe a little bit less on the day-to-day functioning of those departments, and help their departments continue to grow, look into the future, try to be creative, innovate, that sort of thing. And then there were two other promotions which were highlighted, uh, Jeremy Sowers and both Sammy Byerly. Give us an idea of how those two individuals have grown and, and how they will continue to help the race going forward. I'm I'm very, very proud of and happy for both Jeremy and Sammy. I work with them especially closely on a day-to-day basis during the season, just kind of helping keep the the machine running of, of the major league operations and just the baseball operations group generally. And to see them both grow into their roles, gain a lot of confidence as they have more exposure and understanding of how we need to do things and really get to the point where they can be proactive and offer suggestions and advice and make sure that things aren't slipping through the cracks. Just kind of the little things that happen on a day-to-day basis that it takes a lot of people to make sure run smoothly to make sure that we're communicating appropriately and, and really handling our staff and players with the care that we we really want to. And they're a huge part in that. Well, I know for all of that group, you guys have a lot ahead with rule five, with the tender deadline, um, and then the winter meeting shortly thereafter. I'm sure we'll be talking to you plenty in the near future. Peter, thanks for a few minutes. Thanks for having me, Neil. Certainly appreciate the time of one Peter Bendix for being with us and also John Daniels and great to chat with him and welcome him aboard to the Rays organization. Uh, It's possible sometime this week the Rays will finalize their coaching staff. If they do that, we'll have a podcast on that. On Tuesday, all teams have to add players to the 40-man roster that are Rule 5 eligible. So obviously we'll have something related to that podcast-wise. Also, uh, RaysRadio.MLBlogs.com. And Friday is the tender deadline, and that's for arbitration-eligible players so a lot to come this week we thank you so much for being with us and we will chat with you soon